Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Well, how can you miss us if we don't go away? But we're back. Rob Kendall's here. Kevin McNamara's here. I'm here. Casey Daniels. You know the crazy thing about parenthood, and you never know this until you actually experience it. How much work it is? You work markedly harder on your vacation Mm -hmm. than you do when you have to go to work each day. Because as I told you, let's face it, we just screw around for three hours each day. Mm -hmm. And what is my wife going to say about that? Honey, have to go to work. Yeah, got to go. And so this is my playtime. Mm-hmm. And for three weeks, I was denied my playtime. <laughs> and now we are back. You need a vacation from your vacation. Well, welcome back. You were missed by everybody. Well, much to the surprise of no one, Bill Clinton, among the more than 150 names that appeared in hundreds of previously sealed court filings, all related to sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. They were made public. So you want to know who's on the list will make it really easy for you. Lots of Democrats, lots of Hollywood celebrities. Uh, Yes. So this is probably not of any surprise to anyone that uh, there there will be numerous high profile people on the list of Epstein people. Mm -hmm. And it will be very interesting to see what the names actually are. When it's all said and done. Now, of course, there's this report out, many, many agencies are reporting this, that Bill Clinton's name is on the list of people who are, I mean, he's on the flight logs. He took trips of various sorts. Now, the question is, what exactly does that mean? Where did he go? Who did he go with, if indeed these reports are accurate? Mm -hmm. And most importantly, What did he do while he was there? Yeah, well, he's identified 50 times as John Doe 36 in the court documents. And, you know, the island is nicknamed Rape Island. What do you think you do to go to that island? Is he going there to fish or going for a luau? What's he doing when he's there? Well, and again, yeah, he he's not serving the Salvation Army while he's there. I mean, let's face it, he's not running a soup kitchen. He, He... there is there is nothing better than probably bad that was taking place on Epstein Island. Mm-hmm. There's probably bad, and then there's various degrees of worse that was taking place. I mean, again, somebody, somebody knows who went to that place because clearly a lot of people went to that place. And this is what is the most amazing thing to me, Casey, is that you have a person who was arrested in Epstein and allegedly unalived himself Mm -hmm. and then you have another woman and by the way with Epstein they claim there was ironclad evidence that he did this and then with this woman Ghislaine Maxwell Mm -hmm. she was convicted of helping him do this stuff and yet not one person has been convicted of doing the things that he supposedly helped facilitate Tucker Carlson has alluded that uh, Epstein was murdered many times, and we'll hear from him in just a bit. Here's Donald Trump speaking publicly about Bill Clinton going to Epstein Island. 
really think that Clintons are involved in Jeffrey Epstein's death? I have no idea. I know he was on his plane 27 times, and he said he was on the plane four times. But when they checked the plane log, Bill Clinton, who was a very good friend of Epstein, he was on the plane about 27 or 28 times. So why did he say four times? And then the question you have to ask is, did Bill Clinton go to the island? Because Epstein had an island that was not a good place, as I understand it, and I was never there. So you have to ask, did Bill Clinton go to the island? That's the question. If you find that out, you're going to know a lot. Okay, so lots of that was outside of a... Uh, uh, tarmac obviously you can hear the jet engines um that's the only place he does it Casey. yeah well if there's not a large helicopter in the background it's not a trump press conference so a lot of people are going to say this is all conspiracy theory and uh well with the release of all the names i imagine that they feel some sort of vindication on that but do you think that bill clinton or any of these uh hollywood elites are ever going to see the inside of a courtroom let alone any sort of prison cell well that's the question And I think that's the thing that we will wait to see if it can be answered, because clearly Jeffrey Epstein was not palling around with your friend George, who hangs out at the local townie bar. The guy was a hugely wealthy financier. Look at the life he lived. That money came from somewhere. And uh, these are prominent people, likely both in stature and in wealth. And so I just continued to ponder, how is it possible? What has it been? Has it been four years since he unalived himself? Is 20, that, 2019. So it's been almost five years since he unalived himself. And we are just now perhaps maybe getting a list of people who he was associating with. When you have a guy who was in jail, which they claimed with ironclad evidence, you have a woman who went to jail, has been convicted, and is essentially serving what amounts to a life sentence, uh, or at least a quality of life sentence, for helping him facilitate this. But yet not one person has not only not been convicted, to my knowledge, Casey, has been arrested. Not Mm -hmm. one person has been arrested. Right. And if you're hoping for some sort of smoking gun to emerge from all of the release of all of these names, well, you're most likely going to be disappointed, other than to know that those names appear on that list for some reason, But you were never meant to hear this. I find this fascinating. Project Veritas uncovered what mainstream media didn't want you to hear. This is Amy Robach. She's a uh, former ABC News anchor. And she's talking about having this story for three years. So ABC had all of this information about Jeffrey Epstein and his accomplices with photos. But ABC News chose to hide this. Now, this is this is all she's on camera. But she's not really, this is not announcing to an audience. She's talking just to what she thinks is one person. She's telling you the truth. Yeah. She's telling you the truth because she doesn't think anybody is going to know what the truth is. And this is what Project Veritas does. Mm -hmm. They they send undercover people and they have these conversations with all sorts of people from different walks of, of life that they believe need exposed. And they're very good about these people telling the truth. Uh, They chose to hide it instead of reporting it to their friends. This is what a hot mic sounds like. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, Then the palace found out that we had 
her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm just so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago, saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. Okay, so two two things on this. Number one, every it seems like every day we move closer and closer to what was seen as you know largely fringe theory not that long ago, which is. There is a secret cabal that runs governments across the world, and those people are evil and maniacal and actively working against the citizenry. I mean, think about the connections that are alleged to have been taking place inside of Epstein Island and these flights and et cetera. And more and more, every single day, those theories, which once were seen, you know, again, as fringe, crazy, you know, psychobabble, nonsensical, flat earther type theories, become more and more accurate. And number two, regardless of what your politics are, no one really seems surprised that Bill Clinton is allegedly on this list. And I'm not saying this in any way political, but what does it say about us as a country that we elected a guy, president of the United States, who when his name is allegedly surfaced on this list, there is no shock, Mm -hmm. there is no surprise, there is no surely this can't be accurate everybody's just kind of like oh yeah clinton on the list boy no there's this could never possibly happen this is a man of honor no what does this say about us as a country and this is an indictment on us as much as it is clinton that we not only elected but we re-elected this person and we almost we almost elected his wife president of the United mm. States. It is 17 minutes after nine. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 20 minutes after 9. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you wanted to share this video. This guy is pretty upset, and hopefully Kevin is on his game today as we're all back from the holidays. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So there's two pieces of audio we're going to play today, and uh, Kevin will either be a complete complete hero or a zero by the time we get done with these and kevin will either be very well thought of or no longer have a job here by the time we play them and we're about to play the first one so i saw this on on twitter and so this guy he's a father Mm -hmm. his 
daughter is clearly of the age where she is now, if women were indeed required to register for the draft, that she would be forced into military you know, to enroll and potentially into military service. This has been a very spirited debate over really probably the past decade, decade and a half about whether or not if we live in a world where women can do anything men can do mm-hmm. and equal equal rights for all genders and that so people have, some people have said, okay, cool. If you really believe that, which let's face it, biology tells us that's simply not true. It doesn't make women any less than men. It just means men are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they're capable of doing different things than women, and vice versa. There's things, many things women do better than men. Mm-hmm. There are you, things that women do that men aren't able to do. Yes. Then you did. Okay. Cool. You should have to enroll for the draft. And people are like, whoa, whoa. Let's not lose our minds here. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play this guy's clip. This is the premise of what he's talking about. But there's so many things that he says about the government that are just so spot on. The actual clip is like two and a half minutes. I cut it in half, but you get the gist of it. And I just thought everything this guy said about the government is totally 100% spot on. Let me get this right. You want to pass a law to draft my daughter to send to another one of your foreign wars for something you created so your arms manufacturers can make more money for your banker friends. Did I get that solid right or not? Now, wrong elephant breath. My daughter will not be joining the military any way, shape, or form unless it's to fight this war that this government has started against its people. See how simple that is? The very fact that you don't understand the societal rules about women and children, let me school you a little bit. Now, the fact of the matter is you can't make your recruitment numbers because your recruiters told so many lies like, oh, yes, you get the condo on the beach when you join up. Oh, you get to start here, but we're going to switch you to what you really want later. And the biggest ass, the VA will take care of you if you got hurt. Hey, the reason you can't meet the recruitment goals is because these young men have already voted with their feet. They're not going to fight. And the fact that you think you're going to get the women to fight, let me put it to you this way. It was one thing when you oppressed us with unbelievable taxes. One thing, because we were living in nice homes and still eating pretty good. It's another thing when you spied on us to the degree that you did and made us realize that we don't have any freedom. It's another thing when you not only wrecked the economy, but you did it in such a way where you spent so much money that went to special interest groups that the people never had a chance to benefit from it. And now, when you have people that are homeless eating canned goods out of the back of their car you know what they may do that for themselves but they're not their kids are not going to go through that mother you're going to find out what people will do for their children you protect women and children because it's a societal norm it has nothing to do with being sexist or unequal in any way the fact is you should always protect people that are weak of themselves and always stand up for the right thing and the right thing here is if my daughter is going to be in a war she's not going to have to go to a foreign country to fight it your taxes you're withholding FEMA, your IRS, you, your corrupt Congress, your corrupt president, your entire election process. You know, I could go on forever, but let's face it, the world's not going to live that long before a meteor solves a problem for us. So, and if anybody doesn't like what I'm saying, you know what you can do. If you do like what I'm saying, give me a hell yeah in the comments because our women aren't going to fight a war for some corrupt government. That was so great, Casey. <laughs> he just ripped on that every organization. So awesome. That guy is not happy at all.
Well, the thing that I'd like to add is imagine how horrifying it would be to go to a war with officers who can't even figure out what gender they are. Well, and, and then this guy's spot on. Look, he's obviously very personally attached to this. This is something that probably registers with you as your daughter is of an age mm-hmm. where she would be eligible for this. But he's right about the reality of this, which is the reason we are now talking about women in the military is because they have so gutted what it means to be a member of the armed services and the pride mm-hmm. and just the the you know just the the joy that people had in doing that and they have diluted that and they have dumbed it down and they have insulted these people and they have treated our service members like dirt for so many years and this you know this trans stuff and then you got like you know mandatory abortion care that's a battle as part of a, a military bills and people are just saying why would I do this mm-hmm. why would I get no thanks I get no reward. I generally just get demeaned and spat on in society. So the government has made people not want to be involved in our military. And then their response, instead of looking in the mirror and going, why wouldn't people want to be in the military? Their response to that is, I know, we'll just go make the women fight. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you've got that uh, recent lieutenant colonel who's suggesting that inclusion is a matter of national security. And I I found (laughs) what she was saying was really interesting because she was saying that you have to feel safe to speak up as the pendulum has swung completely in the other direction. I know some military that are afraid to speak out against this nonsense out of fear for their jobs. The ones that did sign up for the military and now they're afraid to speak out about the craziness of the trans movement within the military. Okay, so let's real quick, though, just acknowledge the real hero of this segment. Mm-hmm, was Kevin. Is Kevin, who did a phenomenal job. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just whatever your pay is, Kevin, you should totally march your backside down to Matt Hiblin's office and demand he double that because you did great on that. Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty good for my first day back. <laughs> we put you to the test. All right. Uh, yeah, when I texted Casey because I saw this, I said, oh, I feel so bad that we're going to do this to Kevin mm-hmm. on his first day back. But that clip was just too good not to play. All right, let's take a break. Okay. Micah's going to join us when we come back. There is a bill in front of the Indiana General Assembly this year. It doesn't deal with, you know, like the super important stuff like, oh, you know, property taxes mm-hmm. or gas taxes or, uh, you know, holding the governor accountable so he can't put a million people out of work with the stroke of a, a pen again. No, it doesn't deal with that. Um, it's the state sandwich 2.0 bill, yeah. which deals with- Are we talking tenderloin? Yeah. <laughs> How we got the name Hoosier. This is what your lawmakers are using their time on this legislative session. Important stuff. The big, important conversation Mm -hmm. about uh, how did we get the name Hoosier. All right. That's coming up with Micah Beckwith on 93 WIBC. WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. We're back. Rob Casey's here. Let's go (laughs) to the WIBC hotline, joined by the conservative voice of the state of Indiana. Uh, Pastor Micah Beckwith. All right, Beckwith, your wife is desperately trying to give me one of your family Christmas trees. I I guess she thinks we're very poor and are desperately in need of it. Um, What is going on? She went through my closet the other day, too, and she was saying, what if Rob Rob would look good in this sweater, don't you think? You don't wear this sweater. Why don't we give this to Rob? And I was like, I was like get, get out of my closet. What are you doing? He's fine. He works. He's a famous radio host. He's got money. Get, get away. I got, so I get a text from Susan, and she's, she, and she's doing a sales pitch on trying to give us a free Christmas tree. It is lit up. It yeah. has ornaments on it. Yeah. And she said, 
I think you would really like this yeah. Christmas tree. Sure. And I said, okay, fine, great. And I'm looking at my wife, and then the little dots, you know, start when she's typing. Yeah. And then she says, I think you would look lovely in this sweater that Micah <laughs> is no longer wearing. She's purging. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, we're doing okay. The the industry's in a little bit of trouble, yeah. but, but we're doing okay. But but Susan, I mean, Susan is does she want a receipt like you get at the Goodwill, or what does she want from us, Peckwith? Well, you know, she's the queen of etiquette, and I think, you know, in the Christmas season, in the Christmas spirit, the etiquette is to give and, you know, give generously. So, uh, and she also had about uh, four, uh, well, she had about seven days of doing nothing, which is, uh, which means that she's going to clean out every aspect of her house. And so, and so that's probably where that's coming from. But she does have about four or five trees up in the house. Uh, every Christmas season. So, praise God, she's giving one away. I don't, I don't care where it's going. I'm just glad it's going. No, but. I think she's just trying to make room for a new one. <laughs> what's probably, the, what's the rule? You're probably right, Daisy. Is the rule yeah. you have to have the stuff down by Elvis's birthday or your tacky? Isn't that the rule? Yeah, something like that. So, the yeah, 8th? I mean, is it the 8th? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the, yeah, the first week of January or somewhere in there, but... But yeah, but she we had it down. I think we got it. We got most of our stuff down last week. So which is I thought was a little too early, you know. Because you're kind of like, man, we're still on Christmas break, right? Mm-hmm. You know. So, but anyway, that's uh, that's where we're at in the Beckwith household, and uh, it's giving free uh, stuff away. <laughs> it's been right. Just email they're, me if you want something free. Just email me. They're doing so it, well, so. Rob. That they're giving stuff away, and it's a really nice tree. It is so much better than the tree that we have are now. You gonna, are you going to take it? I was told we're going to take okay, it. You were voluntold. <laughs> better it. because we got a box of stuff that says Rob and Gabrielle on it in our house right now. Mm-hmm. And I got to bring to church on Sunday, so uh... <laughs> it'll be it'll be very exciting. All right, so back with you're very excited uh, about this bill, the, the Indiana General Assembly getting ready to reconvene and no doubt screw Hoosiers in every way imaginable, which is what the uh, Republican Party does year in and year out. But you're very excited because there's a bill about the name. Hoosier. That's right. That's right. Now you make it sound like a bad thing. That like I'm not. I'm not leaping through the roof on this. I think it's a good bill, and here's why I think it's a good bill. It's, it's a JD Prescott's bill. I think it's oh. not, it's not on IPA's wet. It's not on. I hold on a second before you go to off on JD. It's not on I, IGA's website yet, but I think it's going to be HB 1094 or somewhere in there. But it, it is. Um, it's giving. Um, the legal status to where the name Hoosier comes from. And mm-hmm. if you go back and study, nobody knows, like, if you ask any any Hoosier, where does that name come from? Nine times out of ten, they're going to say, we have no idea. But actually, if you go back and study history, there was a, a black evangelical pastor in the late 1700s and early 1800s, before Indiana was a state, that was preaching so passionately, even Benjamin Rush, who was one of our founders, said he never heard such a great orator before. Out of all the orators, just in general, he's never heard such a great order as this this man was, and he was preaching in the Massachusetts area, and he started converting uh, all these long-form hunters to Christianity. They started accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and then they would go they would go west, and they started going west to the Indiana Territory. And when they got to the Indiana Territory, all the other hunters 
and, and settlers were saying, what's up with these guys? These guys are different than all the other, you know, they don't cuss as much. They don't drink as much. They're a little bit nicer. Like, what's going on? And they they started to be known as Hoosiers guys. And this this evangelical pastor, his name was Harry Hoosier. And so, and, and so they got the name Hoosiers guys because this black pastor named Harry Hoosier was preaching the gospel. And here's why I think it's important. It's because... If you don't know where you came from, you're not going to have a vision for where you need to go. And if we as, as Hoosiers, our namesake was was from a black pastor in the late 1700s and early 1800s when we're being taught in school that America was so racist that we could have never in a million years given honor to where honor was due to a black guy because he was black, let alone take our name after this guy. If we can go into the public schools in Indiana and say, hey, just so you know, America hasn't been the racist um the evil nation that you're main, you're being told by mainstream media that it has. We got a we got our heritage from Indiana has been we can we can trace it back to this black evangelical pastor who loved Jesus and loved his fellow man. And so I think that's why it's important. And so JD Prescott brought this bill up, and it's gonna it's gonna give legal um, status to to that story. And and it's and and there's and there's a lot of credible sources that that line that up and so um now you're going to see the left they're going to fight it they're going to fight it and here's why they're going to fight it it's because they don't want anything that that paints america in a good light to be taught in the public school that's why they're going to fight this bill so just so you know that that bill's coming up and i'm excited about it okay so a couple things this bill sounds fine however let's mention who prescott is he's the guy who on camera multiple times has kicked members of the media out of publicly advertised events Mm -hmm. because he doesn't like them because they say mean things about him he got the cops weaponized on one of these guys one time we've played the audio for people there's no dispute about what happened he had rokita there trying to big time at one of these events prescott's the same guy who came on this show when the other blonde lady worked here and said oh yeah we're gonna put forward a bill that's gonna stop holcomb to prevent this lockdown stuff from ever happening again he did nothing doesn't it bother you a little bit beckwith that this is what they spend their time on nothing about limiting government nothing about limiting the cost of government nothing about reigning in the government nothing about any sort of meaningful tax reform this is it, it while this sounds fine it's state sandwich 2.0 well see that's where i think you're wrong i, I don't think it's state sandwich 2.0 because this would actually give teachers in indiana the ability to start saying hey we have a christian heritage and we also have an anti-racist heritage in indiana specifically and in the greater context of the united states this is this is a great bill for teachers to have the the tools in their in their tool belt to go and and actually teach what what we as hoosiers really are and where we came from that way we'll know where we need to go so this is not state sandwich 2.0 in my opinion this is this is a very good bill to 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 help mold the minds of the next generation so now listen romans 13 7 rob this is my new year's resolution for you is romans 13 7 it says to give honor to whom honor is due i want you every week to find one state legislator who has done something worth honoring and honor them on the radio and they can have all their their mistakes all their flaws 
all their they, they could they could mess up. We all mess up, but find one thing to say. Hey, they, that was good, and and I, I want to honor them for it. And I think what JD's doing right now is worth honor. Okay, so I am supposed to say it's cool that you weaponize the cops on law-abiding citizens who come no. to public events. It's cool that you kick people out. It's cool that you no. lied to our audience. But th- this is why I get frustrated with this, Mike Micah, because this is what the Republicans do. They know in yeah. this state they are so abhorrent on the fiscal stuff because they're totally invested in the big government legalized vote-buying bullcrap that they put these issues out so that they will go pay no attention to what the hand under the table is doing because you really want this right. There's no reason they can't do both, Micah. And these sort of issues, while this is fine and, and probably very good, distract people and get people all ginned up so they won't pay attention to the just total malfeasance and abuse of the taxpayers. No, it, it's you're, you. This is why I love you, Rob. This is why I love Casey as well. You guys do a great job of highlighting the the areas we need to be better in, and and you hold people account to account, and that's and that's really important. And so you can walk and chew gum at the same time. While this this Harry Hoosier bill is a great bill, um, and it's going to help it's going to help lay the foundation for where we came from and where we're going. Um, you can you can hold them accountable for the fiscal stuff too, and we should do that. And you're right, the Republicans have a uh, an unfortunate history in Indiana of saying, hey, we'll give you the shiny object while we're over here screwing you in this other way. And that's and that's why guys like you and guys like me and are not well-liked all, all the time in, in the, the elite Republican circles because we call out their bull crap. But, but I would say, again, look at the bill that we're talking about for what it is, and it's a good bill, and we need to highlight that, and we need to celebrate the wins and then – and then and then come around them and, and hold them accountable when they do the things that are we would see as, as losses. Okay, so two questions. Casey, this is half your show, so I want to ask your permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our public invitation for J.D. Yeah. Prescott to come on this show. Sure. We will give him at least the first three minutes to give him credit for the Harry Hoosier bill. Mm-hmm. And then we have some other questions for him. Does that sound fair, Micah? I think it's great. Okay. I'm going to do it. I mean, I, yeah. Like a, See, that, that seems reasonable, right, Casey? Yes. We have some very we have some very important questions for J.D., but we will preface it by saying the first three minutes is the Harry Hoosier bill. Well, I'm curious about the people who don't say that that's where the word Hoosier comes from. I mean, other people are saying that it's an Anglo-Saxon word that comes from who, which means... Uh, Hill, or there's also the John Finley 1833 poem, "The Hoosier's Nest," which is where it comes from. I mean, do you yeah, really do you really think this bill is going to pass when there's still discrepancy on where the word Hoosier well, came from? This is listen. There's 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 always going to be discrepancy on where that word came from. But this is, in my opinion, when you look at all the options out there, this actually has a legitimate historical foundation where this guy was preaching the gospel out out east. He was converting these long-form hunters who were settling in the Indiana Territory, and they were, be- they were actually, historically, they were known as Hoosiers guys. Like, you can go back and you can actually document this when some of our founders were talking about Harry Hoosier and what's happening in the Indiana Territory. And so this is, this is by far the most credible of all the sources. We're, you're not going to have a definitive, oh, this is exactly where Hoosier came, fr- came from. But by far, as you study history, this is the most credible. I think it's worth giving the, the, the beacon to that, that story because you got the other ones like someone lost their, their ear in a bar fight. <laughs> Whose ear is this? Right? Like, yeah. it's, it's so stupid. It's the, 
it's like we're gonna we want to stake our claim on that. My dad, we're from Michigan. My dad always said, used to say a, a Hoosier is a Kentucky hillbilly broke down on the way to Detroit. <laughs> and uh, and so, <laughs> like, I don't want to be known for that. Like, I don't. I want. I want something that has substance and something that's credible. And even the poem itself, it still doesn't give cred to where Hoosier came from. Like what. It was referencing Hoosiers, but where does it come from? And I think this is the best, most credible source. Michael, we got to go, but I'll leave you with this. Don't you think Harry Hoosier would want some tax reform? (laughs) I mean, if Harry Hoosier were here right now and we were talking about putting this bill out in his honor, which is great, don't you think Harry would also want J.D. to do some tax reform? I think I think so because he was a, he was a man of the book and the Bible talks very much about taxes and what government's allowed to take and what government isn't allowed to take yeah. more importantly so so yes absolutely and we need to do a better job in Indiana of making sure we're aligned with those godly principles This is why our show is the best show Casey who else in central Indiana is going to have the conversation we just had Right Nobody about, about the Love it origin of Hoosiers. Beckwith, even though you are friends with a lot of these underachievers in the General Assembly, we still love you, and we think you're phenomenal, and please keep us posted on the the Harry Hoosier bill. (laughs) Hey, thanks, guys. Love you guys. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Thank you. Good morning. It is 10 minutes away from 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, I'm sure you spent New Year's Eve watching Ryan Seacrest New Year Rockin' Eve, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? I missed the ball drop this year. Did you? Were you sleeping? No, we had some friends over and we just were paying attention and looked up and it was like 1230. It was like, oh my gosh. Hey, happy new year, right? Uh, well, if you were watching it, then you probably saw Green Day's performance. And uh, during their performance on the New Year's Rockin' Eve, Billy Joe Armstrong, he changed the lyrics to American Idiot. Uh-huh. In it, he said, I'm not part of the MAGA agenda. So that has upset a lot of people. Uh, you know, saying that uh, he's he's changing the lyrics and slamming the MAGA agenda, which really shouldn't surprise anybody because he's been doing that for years. There really is nothing more pathetic than these, you know, I mean, what is he? They've been around since the 80s, so he's got to be 60 years old, I mean, at this point, right? I mean, he was, I mean, I know they were very young, but let's just, let's just say he's 60 and maybe we'll look it up here in a second. There really is nothing more pathetic that remember in Austin Powers, there really is nothing worse than an aging hipster. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the real life version of this. You're at some New Year's Eve event where nobody's even paying attention to you. You're just all these bands are always just background filling time, filling time, mm-hmm. and you deem yourself so relevant and you're so filled with hate and rage that you're gonna just hey, I'm on TV, so I'm gonna insult half the country. Hey, right. how about that? I mean, what are we gonna do now? Uh, I I don't know if he's sixty, but I would definitely say fifty something. All right, let's let's play Price is Right rules and we'll look it up here. Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh, yeah, what is it? Price is Right is rules. He? If you go over, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Take your guess, Casey. I'm gonna say fifty-two. Okay, so if he was eighty-seven. Okay, I'm I'm just looking at to see when they were found. I think 87 is when Green Day was was put together. So let's say he was 20 then. That'd make him 67. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. He's probably not 60 yet. I'll say 50. 
What are you saying? I'm saying 52. Okay, I'll say, oh man, I'm going to, I've easily got you beat on this. 50, I'll say 55. Okay. All right, Billy Joe Armstrong is. Yeah. Oh my goodness, what'd you say? 52. Am I right? Well, actually, you're going to lose because you're over. <laughs> he was born in 72, so I was way off on that. So he was very young when he when they founded Green Yeah. Day. So he's only 50. What would that make him? 50. He'll be 52. Right. But you're still over, so we still both lose. Oh. So Kevin gets the showcase prize. Darn Congrats, it. Kevin. I was going to guess 51. You're, you're headed to Tahiti. Congratulations. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I mean, let's face it. You're, st- you're grasping at relevance by throwing out these political insults in a non-political event. Like, if you come to a Joe Biden rally mm-hmm. and Billy Joe Armstrong is going to be the performing artist, then okay, fine, whatever. But the- but not on Ryan Seacrest's New Year's <laughs> Rockin' Eve. You said it's not a political event. I don't know. We're going to get to it at the top of next hour when uh, Joe Biden was a guest when Ryan Seacrest, which you know is just a hard-hitting oh interview my goodness. there, you know, but, ask but, him all but, the important but, questions. But Casey, if I were to stop an average person on the street mm-hmm. and say, is your expectation there would be politics involved in Ryan Seacrest New Year's Rock and Eve? <laughs> right. Are you watching Ryan Seacrest New Year's Rock and Eve to consume political content? No one's going to say yes to that. Right. No, they say, I'm watching because I want to see the ball drop. Which, to bring this conversation full circle, this is why I didn't watch any of these things. <laughs> and I missed the ball drop because I... There's nothing I'm going to see there. There's no celebrity that I'm clamoring to see. There's no person that they're going to have on that's going to make my life better. And I wasn't subjected to this until the next day when I saw it on the news. Okay, so it's also a strong reminder, though, that this year is an election year and activism is going to be at an all-time high, including when you're watching the New Year's Rock and Eve with Ryan Seacrest on New Year's Eve. Everybody's got to get their say in, right? He had a platform, and he took the opportunity to say, this is where I stand. So not only is a ro- is he a rocker, he's an aging rocker, and he's a virtue signaler as well. It's pretty wild, though. He was 15 when they when he started that mm-hmm. that group. That's pretty amazing. I would not have Kev. What are you doing with your life? He was 15 <laughs> and became Green Day. What is wrong That's with pretty it? strong? Yeah, I mean, by the way, don't you have a new something out with your band? Isn't there something new I saw on one of the websites? Yeah, we got a, a new single. Can, no, gold would you does. like to? Hey, Kev, I teed it up for you. Would you like to take this opportunity with our thousands of listeners to promote what it is and where they can find it? Yeah, it's called Brecky. It's on uh, Spotify is that and like, everywhere else. What's okay, a, yeah. yeah, all right. Now I sent Kevin a note about this song, Brecky, and I said I thought it was about a meal. Turns out it was about a girl. When you said Brecky, well, Brecky means breakfast. That's it's, what I thought. Yeah, but, but it, could, it could be about both, I guess. So is the song about? Breakfast, or is that the name of a waitress? Uh, it's about breakfast, but there's a waitress in the song. There's always a waitress in all the great songs, Casey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> especially especially all the great songs from Uno Gold. So where can they find this, Kevin? It's called Brecky. Where can they find Brecky? Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, um, everywhere where you listen to music. You can't, we've you can't mess it. We've got to everything for these kids. <laughs> and I'm 40 now, Casey, so I can say mm-hmm. we've got to do everything for these kids. Yeah, welcome to the new decade. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Thank you.